What's up, Unusuals? Jim Martin here from the Unusual Buddha podcast and theunusualbuddha.com. Here to talk to you for a second about Anchor. Uh, it's the service I use to make this very podcast. Uh, first and foremost, it's free. Secondly, they give you tools you can actually record and edit your podcast either from your phone or from a computer. Uh, Anchor also helps with distribution of your podcast. Uh, they can get you on Apple and Spotify, all those. Uh, you can start making money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need all in one place. So check them out. It's anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start. Can't wait to see what you create. What's up, Unusuals? Jim Martin here from The Unusual Buddha. Uh, today we're going to talk about spirituality, religion, and depression. I just want to make it known right off the top, I'm not an expert on depression. Uh, if you need help, clinically speaking, you need to go get it. Uh, it's not a bad word anymore. It's not something people are going to think less of you about. Um, chemical imbalances can happen, and this is part of life. If you need help, get the help you need. Moving on, we're going to talk about uh, spirituality, religion, like I said, depression. Uh, I wanted to define the terms first. I think we all kind of know what depression is. Uh, at this point, but um, spirituality and religion can have kind of murky meanings. Uh, so I actually took a little time right down in the notebook what uh, spirituality is defined as. <clears throat> it is defined as the quality of being concerned with the human spirit and soul as opposed to material things. Then uh, the old interwebs refines, uh, defines religion as a pursuit or interest in which someone ascribes supreme importance. So those are our two terms we're going to kind of dig into a little bit today. Um, when I started this, I had I had a few preconceived ideas. I thought, oh, you know, of course, uh, spirituality is this um, it's uplifting thing, and and you know, to have some spiritual ideal is is to just lift yourself up out of depression and. Uh, I kind of felt like it was the, you know, the opposite of depression. It would it would bring joy to your life to have it. Um, doing some research is actually kind of surprising. The grab bag I found, um, as far as uh, to me personally, I feel like spirituality has been has been an uplifting thing. It's gotten me through a lot of tough times, um, you know, especially between meditation and uh, the, you know scriptures of, of, of a lot of different kinds. Um, these things have kind of gotten me up and out of uh, some bad places, so I just assumed that was the, I guess, the natural order of a faith or a spiritual outlook on things. But uh, surprisingly, I, like I said, I found a bit of a, of a grab bag. So the first study I found was a Mr. Vitigal study. Uh, he found, he took three groups uh, from three separate decades, uh, being from 93-94, uh, from the 2003-2004 time range, and then from the 2013-2014 time range. So as you can see, it's a pretty broad scanning uh, study. And in this study, he found that uh, of the people he gathered, 25% considered themselves to be more spiritual than religious. Um, however, in this 
25%, he found that 25% to be at a 33% greater risk for major depressive episodes, uh, for things like alcoholism, PTSD, and that. so not only depression, but the things that can come with depression. Um, it's a pretty alarming number if you really think about it. Uh, to his conclusions, he said the reason being in, in his mind for those, uh, for this trend is because not of the spiritualism itself so much, but more of the uh, accessory baggage that can come with it. Things like uh, isolating yourself due to uh, more introspection, um, feeling isolated from the, the family group, because usually if you're doing spirit, something more spiritual, uh, it's becoming more common, but for the most part, you're kind of off on your own, uh, exploring where you want to go with your beliefs. Whereas a religion, you know, you're going to go to church with grandma and you're going to sit down and have pie on Sundays and drop your five spot in the collection plate and those kind of things. So obviously with a meditative practice with uh, those kind of things, uh, you can still do donates, do donations and charitable work, but uh, it's not as generally social as a whole. And Vedical said that that, that isolation uh, can lend to depressive feelings. Um, and depressive episodes. So it's a pretty interesting study, uh, pretty counterintuitive to what I thought. This is the first one I found, and I was like, wow, this is this is horrible. What am I doing? I'm like, can I really get on, on YouTube or on, on a podcast and tell people that they need a spiritual practice and just lining them up like, like lambs to the slaughter kind of thing or something like that to a depressive episode. So I had to dig a little further, and I found another study, and we'll talk about that. Getting back to Vitigal's uh, suggestions with his study. Um, and this to me is where he kind of shows his bias a little bit. Um, he recommended more secular practices like uh, mindful-based stress, uh, mindfulness-based stress reduction, MBSR, uh, mindful-based cognitive therapy, uh, cognitive-based compassion training. Um, and all of these things are basically word salad uh, for... Uh, meditation and mindfulness, um, which if you really want to get specific, uh, in every tradition I've ever researched, mindfulness is a type of meditation. Meditation being the broad category and, uh, you know, there's mindfulness, there's mindfulness of breath, there's, you know, there's all different things fit under, but meditation itself is the overarching theme. Um, and basically what his statement was is that you need these practices, meditation is valuable, it is important, you need these things. However, he thought the mysticism involved in most faiths and most religion, religious beliefs was, was the limiting factor in them. Because I don't think meditation itself is uh, in any way mystical or I mean it can be and it absolutely like those those that have practiced a while you know you you can see things you can feel things you can uh, go further in yourself than you've ever been um, but it doesn't have to be mystical you know what I mean it is it's up to the individual as far as what uh, value you want to place on things um, as far as in Buddhist teaching they actually tell you not to overemphasize what you've seen or what you've felt or um, any any 
meditative experience because that was for you at that time. That's not something that was, uh, you haven't been shown a universal truth or um, been awakened to a new reality or reality as it is. Um, that was that specific set of circumstances worked out into that specific experience. Um, but again, uh, Vidigal's work was an attempt to identify a, a phenomenon. So we'll move on to the next set of, uh, to the next study, and we'll talk about the results there. <laughs> All right, guys, we're moving on to the next study here. This one's from 2014. It comes from the, it was published in the National Library of Medicine. So it's probably legit. Just, you know, a guess. I don't know. Um, they conducted a study that was, uh, that showed that being spiritual actually lowered the risk of severe depression by 90%. That's right. Mr. Vidigal, you might have been wrong. I don't know. Not a scientist. But this one showed the exact opposite pretty much. Uh, in, in the information yielded. Um, they also found that in spiritual people or people that meditate, uh, there tends to be, uh, there can be people with uh, altered brain structure. And I'm, again, I'm not a scientist. You know, I've taken uh, anatomy and physiology classes and stuff. Brain things go way over my head. But um, they actually said there was this, the, the, what did I write down? The exact wording of it was the uh, lateral surface of the right cerebral hemisphere um, is thinner in people that are more prone to depression and are less prone to spirituality and meditation. Um, and it actually showed that uh, using MRI technology and scanning people and seeing how uh, brains respond to a meditative practice, they actually saw that there can be an amount of thickening in that area, um, which could help, which did help uh, stave off uh, major depression, you know, post-traumatic stress, things like that. It's pretty amazing uh, as far as the fact that a habit you can create every day, something you, even if you sit down for five minutes and just close your eyes. And again, like we talked about, stay at the, the gate of the breath there and just It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, there doesn't have to be incense filling the air and there doesn't have to be a, uh, you know, gong being beaten on, on a certain rotation. Um, just something you can do yourself. Getting out of bed uh, can change the structure of your brain. Mm -hmm.